ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 146 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network, the DAP network, if you will, and we always do. With me in the B chair tonight, we got Rocky Petrella. How are you tonight, Rocky? I'm doing great, Andrew. Happy to be back on with you after we all uh, took a little week off last week. Well, uh, well earned uh, rest last week, but we're back in action here and very excited for tonight's guests. Yes, yes. That uh, that F mat took us out a little while. We had to uh, take a break, and and I mean, again, we had Tommy on, and then just we had to rest. It was too much information, too much <laughs> effort. We had to take a break, and real life happens, right? It's it's June. There's vacations. There's everything going on. So yes, definitely glad to be back with you. And speaking of being back with us, we've got the one and only Dynasty Junkie FF, Dustin Church. How are you, Dustin? Long time no talk. Yeah, I'm uh, doing well. I'm I'm glad to be on. Happy to be here. Um, you know, when you reached out to me, um, I think it was like two months ago, month and a half Give ago. Give or take, yeah. Um, you were like, Hey, what do you feel about jumping on? We don't have a, any guests lined up for this slot. And I was like, It's the last week of my school. Like, yeah, you know what? I'll make it work. I'll just figure it out. <laughs> um, and no, I'm just happy to be here. You know, I, I came back for episode 100, and that was a, a, that was a fun one. That was a blast. Um, but, you know, I'm just happy to be back talking football. Um, I'm trying to slowly get back into it. Like I was telling you guys before the show, I've been not listening as much, uh, not really on Twitter as much, but, you know, I'm trying to get back into football and podcasting. And, you know, I, I, I was joking saying like, hopefully this doesn't bring me back in, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> I always, I always said, you never know what's going to happen in the future, but uh, I know I just appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's going to be fun. And oh, I know, I know there's, Come on. I, I know there's, a, you know, our a whole one or two people out there who I'm sure have listened to all 146 episodes. But uh, for anybody that hasn't, Dustin was the original co-host of, of Dynasty Junkies. It was me and Dustin when we started it out. So it's just, it's super fun to have him back. You know, he said he came, brought, had him back for episode 100 because we kind of had to, you know. Yeah. Bring, bring the, bring the band back together, kind of thing. And uh, we definitely need to make this happen more often because a hundred that it's got to be about a year ago now. So I mean, it's on you, Rocky. I said I'm always open for an invite, and you haven't really <laughs> talked to me since. I, I know left, it took so. me inviting. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, no, I, I just think too. Sometimes we just get so much in the rhythm of like just keeping going with things. I was thinking about it too. Like, I can't believe that was a year ago. Like you just said it. Like yeah. that feels like not that long ago, and also forever ago in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, you know, you've always got a home here, Dustin. Anytime you want a pod, you don't even, honestly, you don't even need to tell anything. You just like send us a message at 8 30. Be like, guys, what's the link? I'm coming on. Like, we just figure it out. <laughs> don't, so don't put it on me, too. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if you want to, if you want to, that's all. I'm not requesting it. Well, that, that no, would be kind of funny. But no, glad to have you tonight. Obviously, we're talking AFC tight ends. We're going to get into some different things here and there, of course. 
But I, again, I just feel like you two back in the seats again, like this is just meant to be. So it's just, it's already a fun show for me. I've had a great time. So let's start with, uh, I guess, some of the news. There really wasn't that much news this week. I mean, this is a really weird time of year for news. I mean, news is so just in quote fingers all over the place. I didn't even put Stefan Diggs on the sheet when we were looking at it earlier. I'm like, it, I, that Diggs news wasn't news to me, you know? Barkley holding out, again, with a question mark. Like, is, is Barkley going to hold out? Maybe that's a place to start. Rocky, what do you think? Do you think Barkley actually sits out this season? I can't believe that, right? No, I don't. I I think there's been, yeah, I mean, I think they came out that he was considering holding out or something like that. I'll believe that when I see it. This this is just June posturing. I don't I don't really believe anything I hear that happens in June from coaches, from players, anything. Uh, I just tend to think these things will always work themselves out. And other than uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, you know, several years back, I've been pretty much correct on that for the last 20 years or so that uh, guys who think you they're threatening to hold out or people think might not start the season. They, they always do. And he's not going to want to lose a, a season of his career. So even if by some crazy circumstance, he doesn't start the season, I, I guarantee you he'll be playing at some point. I think so too. Yeah. What do you think, Dusty? Dustin, are you on the same page? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any chance that he holds out the whole season. You know, we, we kind of see this from veterans all the time. Um, it's always running backs, um, but he'll be back. You know, I don't think that they're going to go into the season with Paris Campbell as a running back. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> they were testing him out there. Um, but no, he's, he's going to be back. He's going to be playing. He's going to get his, you know, Dalvin Cook contract, and then they'll cut him in two years or something like that. Like the same thing is going to happen, um, which I know that's another topic for later. But you know that's exactly what's going to happen in this situation. This is what we see. We saw that same thing with Zeke. That's you know that's what happens with running backs now. Um, you know they'll get their big contract with an out after two years, and you know that's what that's what's going to happen here. So he'll be back and just give him a little bit of break. You know, and you know Barkley, he doesn't really need the training camp. You know, right. you need you want to keep him fresh anyways. You don't want him taking hits right now. Um, so you know the Giants obviously know knows what's going on and they'll figure it out. They already have a number figured out that's going to work and it all it all be there. Yeah, I just love that the team is like, we don't need you. We're going to put Paris Campbell at running back. Look, we don't need you. Like, Saquon Barkley to Paris Campbell. I can't think of a bigger delta in talent there. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, again, I just think that Barkley is more talented than Paris Campbell's whole family, maybe. Like, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, um, I am with you guys, though. I don't think he holds out. I think this is just some posturing for some money. It's, it's a weird running back time right now. And again, speaking of running backs, Dalvin Cook was released. I, I want to say that was news, but we all kind of saw that coming. I feel like that's been news for months. Um, but it finally happened, right? It, it, the official event occurred, right? Now we're actually able to talk about Alexander Madison as if he's you know, really going to be the guy or whatever. I guess maybe that's the place to start. Rocky, are you buying into uh, to Alexander Madison as the guy or are you buying into Dalvin Cook landing somewhere? Like, what are your thoughts on this whole, you know, this whole situation? I actually am. I, well, I am buying into Alexander Madison that he's going to produce this year and produce fairly well. I, I don't know, though, that I'm actually buying Alexander Madison in Dynasty because uh, I, I don't know that I want to give a first for him, uh, especially he hasn't done it. But we've seen him produce in the past. Uh, I think I, I heard it on the footballers this week uh, that – six games that he's had starts for, for, for Dalvin and he's had at least 90 yards rushing in all of them uh, with some touchdowns and stuff sprinkled in there. So we can expect pretty decent production. I just, I don't know that I want to give a first uh, and 
I'm probably not selling him for less than a first. He's, he's one of those kind of guys. Uh, I I, I want to see that production. Like if he produces like in September, it's not like he's going to be worth two firsts or I, I don't even know if that he's going to be worth a first plus. So right. I'd rather see it. And then, then I'll pay the first, uh, especially in June. Like, he could, right. God forbid, you know, get some serious injury between now. And or they could down. sign someone else, right? We still have a bunch of, uh, of grim reapers of running backs just hanging out in free agency that could come in and kill a value somewhere. I mean, you got Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, you know, now Dalvin Cook added to that pile. Like, I do believe all four of those guys find a home somewhere. And now if you want to count James Robinson as a guy, I don't think he is a guy, but not in that same tier. But still, like, there's plenty of talent still out there. Dustin, are you on the same page where you're kind of waiting on Madison? Or are you more in on Cook now that he's free? What do you think? I I mean, if I had Madison, I'd be selling him. Um, right now, his value is as high. I I mean, he's flashed, but I don't know that he's like he's not a game changer to, to me personally. Like, I think he'll, like Rocky said, he'll be fine. Like, if you have him, like, start him. He's He'll be a startable. But he's not going to, like, I have him right outside, probably right outside running back to, like, in the... 25 to 32 range personally um that's just kind of where i have him like i don't think that he's you know really a, a running back one or two um so you know somebody's giving you a first or first plus for him i, I would sell him all day um i do i am intrigued um with where dalvin's gonna go i th- i think that what where most people think is he's gonna go to miami and i think that's yeah. gonna be a really good fit for him this year um i have an empire team that I won last year. So I'm going for the empire pot this year. And I got him two, like two days before the cut, knowing mm. that it was probably coming soon. I got him for pretty cheap. And now, so I'll have Dalvin cook, you know, on wherever he goes going into like a repeat empire. So maybe that's me a little bit biased or hopeful thinking that, you know, he's going to do something, but you know, going down there in Miami with his injuries, staying warm all the time is I think, you know, getting up there in age instead of being cold in Minnesota might help him. Um, and I feel like he's got that chip on his shoulder with something to prove. So I'm excited for that, but, um, you know, I'm right there with you. I think Minnesota, they, they have to bring somebody else in. Ty Chandler is not going to be the running back. Yeah. Team. Like, you know, he's Kenan Wong Wu and, and Dwayne McBride. Like I'm, no, those, those guys yeah. are not, I mean, not I'm intrigued by Dwayne McBride. I'm, I'm intrigued there, but like, you can't go in with just that running back room, you know, and when you can get one of those, veterans for pretty cheap just to see what they have i'm surprised it hasn't happened yet with how late like you know being in training camp but um you know we'll see those guys move here soon but they're going to bring somebody else in they just have to so i'm 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 not as high on madison as i think everybody else is as dustin was talking it occurred to me actually like probably the play is don't buy buy madison buy cook like, do you really exactly. think there's going to be that much difference between their production? And I don't think anyone's even now, you know, especially now that he isn't signed yet, but even with him going to Miami, I don't think you're getting a first for Dalvin Cook. So uh, you're probably paying slightly less for Cook than you are for Madison, despite the fact that Cook could outproduce Madison this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. that, he's the shiny new toy right now. You know, we always see this like the backup mm-hmm. running back gets vaulted in the starting spot because the other guy was cut and he's overvalued. You know, we're going to see a whole bunch of trades go. I haven't looked at, like, the, the trade finder to see kind of what, what he's going for right now. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, there's teams out there paying a lot for him um, just because they've, you know, like, oh, it's finally his shot. Like, he's finally going to prove it. You know, like, <laughs> when Cook, you could probably get for a second right now, like a mid-second. Well, and that's actually where I was going to pivot to is, like, I'm, I'm actually kind of out on Madison right now because – 
like you said, his value is probably as good as you can get. And, and now's a great time to sell that. I'm definitely not buying if it's a sell window, right? Like that is just not how I do this. I do think there are some panicked managers that even though we knew this Dalvin Cook news was coming are probably looking at this like, oh man, it happened. I didn't know if it was going to happen. Now it happened and now I'm panic selling. And I think that's where I want to strike is maybe try to find somebody who's a little bit out on Dalvin Cook. And again, I do think he lands somewhere. I think he produces this year. I've got one team. It's a one QB league where I've got Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Austin, or sorry, Alvin Kamara. And I'm just like, well, I really hope that at least one of those two guys plays this year. You know what I mean? Like I could really use Eckler and another running back of some sort. Because behind him, it's like CEH and other, you know, just scrap heap guys. And I'm just like, well, Dalvin Cook could still be something. I guess let's hope. But uh, I'm definitely not selling Dalvin Cook right now. There's no reason to do that. You wait until he signs to sell. So that was kind of my thinking on all of that. I do think Cook, from what I heard, he's asking for like 4 or $5 million a year. I think that's fair for his talent. I just don't know if the market is there. So I'm worried that Dalvin Cook ends up not getting what he wants and having to settle for something or go somewhere else, like ugh, all this. Uh, the other place that I think the other team, I guess the other uh, position we can talk about for a minute is DeAndre Hopkins. I heard today that, you know, the uh, Titans offered him a contract. I was actually on last night with uh, the Kyle Senra on the fantasy or the uh, full press podcast. And I said something like, well, why would Hopkins go back there? And I was like, wait, wait, no, Hopkins hasn't been in Tennessee before. But I keep thinking of Tennessee Oilers and Houston Oilers. <laughs> like in my head, they're the same team. And I'm like, no, that's not the same team. Like he was not on that team before. That's how old I am. But what do you, I guess, Dustin, I'll kick it to you first. What are your thoughts on Hopkins? Do you think he actually goes to Tennessee? And then if he does go there, what are your thoughts? Where else should he go? Like any thoughts on Hopkins at all? I mean, I, I think I like Tennessee better than I like the New England kind of talk mm. right now. Like I just, I mean, I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I mean, but I'm not saying I'm a Tannehill guy either. I just, you know, um, I don't know. Receivers in New England that are names just don't really produce. <laughs> like you see like, the no names come like Jacoby Myers was nothing until he went to New England. And, you know, like I just don't really like the fit there. Um, and he's, he's up there in age. Like I'm pretty out on Hopkins and I was kind of out on him last year. Like he had the suspension. He's old. Now he's going both teams being rumored to like, I'm not excited about either of them. Um, no, like Tennessee with Tannehill or, you know, Levis, like when, whenever he gets a shot, like, yeah, like, they have Burks and like they have, a, I just think they have a better offense. That's going to help him a little bit with Henry Burks and the tight end. I can never say his name. Chigozi Makanku. Um, yeah. We'll yeah, talk exactly. about him later. Yeah, don't worry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think they have a better offense there that like, that's why it excites me a little bit. Like new, new England is kind of just blah to me. Um, yeah. So I'm not really, it, to me, it doesn't really matter where he goes. I'm not buying him on either. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm basically gonna echo what Dustin said, uh, but basically to the word. Like, <laughs> um, well, no, because I like I was even kind of out on Hopkins last year as well, which is what Dustin said. And so now that he's a year older, and again, like Dustin said, um, going to two, possibly going to, to you know two teams that are most prominent uh, in terms of uh, going after him are both pretty crappy teams um with mediocre at best quarterbacks uh, i mean the good thing about both i guess is there's a plenty of opportunity there because then neither of them have very good receivers that just trail on burks and in, in tennessee it's basically just how Juju. dare you slander kyle phillips like that <laughs> or, or or nick westbrook akine, akine. Like, like. <laughs> 
and, and then it's basically what's what's just Juju in, in New England now. So. Yeah. Devante. yeah, they still have Devontae Parker. Okay? That's true. Like Thornton. They do have they got uh, Kendrick Thornton. Bourne. Like they got a bunch of names that have been something of waiver wire. Kendrick Bourne has actually year. been sneaky good. They got. Yeah. They have Mike Gusecki <laughs> now. They have yeah, Mike Gusecki right? there. So come on. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I guess I guess uh, that that's why D Hop's not going to go there. Just too many weapons, too many too many balls to go around. Too many weapons. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I'll say this and just kind of pivot on that for a second and go back to you. But I think uh, Juju being the number one receiver in in New England is going to be interesting. And if Hopkins went there, I think that would help everybody, right? I just feel like that team is a little bit iffy with Mac Jones. But I I feel like New England is a better spot. But maybe I'm on an island on that. I mean, Rocky, do you really think that New England's a bad spot for Hopkins because there's so many weapons, like you're saying? I don't think it's a good spot. I, I kind of agree with Dustin. I like Tennessee better because I think just because I think Tannehill's a better quarterback. Not that Tannehill's amazing, but he's a better passer than, than Mac Jones is. You think Tannehill plays all season now? That is a good question. Does Mac Jones definitely play all season? Those are, again, <laughs> both great questions, but there are three quarterbacks in Tennessee, right? There's one and a half in New England. You've got Malik Willis still in Tennessee for now as well, who's getting some buzz right now because they're just trying to trade him is my guarantee. I don't think he actually plays there, but I, I'm just saying like, well, Will Levis is garbage, but well, fair, but I mean, they still <laughs> drafted him pretty early ish in the second round. I mean, like they're still going to play him this year to see what they got. And I just don't think that Tannehill plays every game. I I'm with you. He's probably the best quarterback on the roster, but that's not saying much. You know what I mean? It's the, the prettiest kid at an ugly parade. You know what I mean? Like, great. What's the point of this? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just not sure if, if Tennessee is going to be the place, but they still have Derrick Henry. They still have Traylon Burks like that probably is the better team talent wise, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I just I just don't think Hopkins produces a ton, you know, especially relative to what we've seen from in the past at either place, just with the media quarterbacking and uh, not great offenses overall. So not a, like despite the plethora of weapons in New England, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect there to be a lot of attention taken off of him. Yeah, so with, with weapons and big quote fingers. Let's be yes. careful. Like we're, if you're not watching us live, right? You're, yes. you're thinking we're serious. Yeah, well, there's there's people there. Let's put it that. Way. Yeah. So either one, he's going to be like the main guy. Defenses are focused on at thirty what thirty one years old now. Thirty thirty one. So I think he's thirty one, right? Either way, I, I feel like yeah. there's some left in the tank, but how much, right? And that's ultimately yeah. what this comes down to. Like I, in Dynasty, I'm not really, I don't know, I'm not really worried about it. I have him on a couple rosters and I'm just sort of writing it out. There's no reason to get rid of him right now. I'm definitely not going and acquiring him right now. Like I'm just sort of holding and just sort of seeing where it happens. I can't think of a single situation, maybe outside of Kansas City, which I don't think is going to happen because they don't have the room, like where he would, his value would skyrocket or go way up or like, you know, you'd see a big enough bump that you'd want to sell. My logic is that that's going to have to wait until the season, I think, to start seeing points scoring and see how he jives with whatever offense he lands on. So, yeah, I mean, as much as I like Hopkins and he is kind of quarterback proof, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Age comes what, to all of us, you know? Yeah, what this feels like to me is like when Julio left Atlanta. Like, yeah, and, and that's and why Tennessee's just... involved, right? <laughs> And you just got, and well, there was a lot of hope for for Julio yeah. in Tennessee, yeah. and it, you, we just got nothing from Julio pretty much after he left Atlanta. And I well, think maybe that, that's that's an interesting pivot. Is Julio, I believe, is still a free agent, right? Do you think he plays this year at all? I mean, is 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 he done? I, I don't think, think he, he might. I think he might get like a late season signing, like Hilton did last year. You know, like mm. when somebody's hurt, like see why Hilton was signed with Dallas pretty late in the season and yeah. made a couple, played a couple games, yeah. like. I could see something like that happen with Julio, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Like there's been, I haven't heard any rumblings or any talk. No, like me neither. No, I just dropped um, him. I mean, there's, cause I'm like, I give up. Like <laughs> there's not that many receivers out there like available. Like 
So like I think like once injuries start happening, like he'll get a shot. Um, but you know, it's gonna be later in the season, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just think it too, like I'm kind of shocked that Julio and now Hopkins even like both neither one of them have signed with Carolina yet, who I just think is building a fantasy team from two years ago. And both of those <laughs> names are perfect for that. I mean, you got Andy Dalton, you got uh Hunter Hayden Hurst, sorry, you got uh Adam Adam Thielen, Miles yep. Miles Sanders. Like they're just kind of building this weird like team of leftovers that no one wanted you know what i mean like <laughs> a bunch of players that were great two years ago for fantasy and everyone's like moved on and they're like we'll take them let's see what's good we're win now let's work contenders and you're like <laughs> i don't know buddy we'll see we'll see uh obviously they got bryce young too kind of the heir apparent and maybe even the qb1 starting week one but you know it's just that's a that's a fun team for fantasy in the real world anyway any other news you guys wanted to talk about i feel like that's already scraping about the bottom of the barrel for this time of year but anything else i missed i mean the only thing um right before the show it, it came out that uh dobbins might be holding out for a Ooh. contract um in baltimore okay. um i thought it was kind of interesting because i like i think dobbins is a completely different case than than saquon like yeah. dobbins hasn't really like he's had flashes, but he hasn't really put it together. So yeah. like, why I don't see what, what is he expecting? Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah. I also I thought um, that Baltimore could be a sneaky spot for Dobbin Cook actually before this news. Um, with with Dobbins, they're they're kind of win now. They went and got Beckham, you know, they paid Lamar. Like they're they're kind of going for I got it. Monken, and, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then um, you know, just having Dobbins and Gus, like that's not enough there. And now, if there's, uh, don't you put that evil on Dobbins, Justin? <laughs> hey, it, it came out. It came out like an hour ago, and like, I'm, talking about, the, I'm talking about the Dalvin, Dalvin. Oh evilness. yeah, but it's, it's a fit. Like he wants to win. Baltimore's uh, in a position to win. Like they need some running backs. Like it fits. Like I wouldn't hate it, but I mean, I don't have any Dobbins um, on my any of my teams, so like it doesn't really. Uh, I'm a big me anywhere. guy. Yeah. So. Um, but also, like, it's just, I just think it's interesting that he's trying to hold out when he hasn't really produced a full season to, to warrant that. But yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. Dobbins yeah. is all potential energy, right? Like, he's like all this potential, and, and Barkley's all kinetic energy. He's already proven it. You know what I mean? And Barkley's holding out. Dobbins, like, oh, I can hold out. Let's do that. Like, no, man, not you. Like, what the, oh, come on. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, Dal- I'm not sure that's a smart move. In my Dalvin opinion. has said he wants to go somewhere where he's going to get a lot of touches, though. And I don't know that Baltimore is that place with Dobbins and Edwards there. So I'm hoping he does not go there because I have a lot of Dobbins shares. I'm like, Dustin, uh, that, well, yeah, that would for him this year. So that would hurt for sure. I think there's still going to be like, again, it's June. We still have to see mini camp stuff. We still have to see actual training camp. We still have to see preseason games. There's a ton of chances for things to change. So. I think ultimately where, where maybe we can land this plane, for instance, is just say, hold on, hold on. Nobody freak out, right? I'm, I'm fine to buy low, but let's not sell anybody high just yet because the high could get higher or even lower. Like, let's just hang tight. So, again, like Dalvin Cook is someone I'm buying. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not sure I'm buying. Barkley, if you can get him on this news and get him for a steal, I'd love that because I don't think there's any chance he actually holds out. So this might be your only buy window for the season. Again, though, running backs do fall off a cliff, so there might be somebody who's just, this is the straw that breaks the back for Barkley, but I don't know. The others are kind of aging vets. You're going to have to pay a little less, which is always nice anyway. So with that, I think we're good. I think we've covered the news more than I ever expected us to, so at least in June. Uh, so with that, we'll head into our actual topic of the evening. Uh, and like Scott said when, when you guys were on a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, we're talking about different position groups, trying to shake it up and do it in different ways. Uh, this time we're going to be talking about the AFC tight ends. 
I put on the list tonight uh, any of the tight ends in the top 24, which I thought, again, was being pretty generous. If you think about it, there's so many tight ends when you get down there, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's still in the league. Um, so just to kind of break it down real quick, in the AFC only, we've got tight end one Mark Andrews. And this is all May ADP, just like we did last time. I know there is some June ADP that's kind of coming out. I, I didn't feel like changing the show sheet, so we're sticking with May. It's uh, Mark Andrews, tight end one, Travis Kelsey, tight end two, all the way down to tight end seven for Dalton Kincaid with Buffalo, tight end eight, Pat Fryermuth, tight end 11, Michael Mayer with Las Vegas, tight end 12, David Njoku, tight end 13 was Evan Ingram, tight end 14 was Greg Dolchitz, uh, tight end 16 was Chagosian Okonkwo, we were talking about before with Tennessee, and then tight end 17 was Dalton Schultz. Now, it's interesting to me that of the top 24, 10 of these tight ends are in the AFC, which you've got two of the top two, right? You've got the top two tight ends in the AFC. That's pretty top heavy, I guess. Uh, there's a number of ways we can start talking about this. I guess maybe Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. The debate, if there is a debate between Andrews and Kelsey at the top, I mean, which of these two guys do you particularly like more than the other in, in Dynasty and then this year as well? I think I would have Andrews as the tight end one in dynasty uh, just because of the huge age difference. But if I'm contending, I'd much rather have Kelsey. I, I think he's still got at least one more uh, premier season in him. And then maybe, I think he's like 34, 35, somewhere in there. And uh, tight ends can last uh, quite a bit longer than receivers and, and still have high end production. But uh I think it's stretching it to hope for anything beyond this year. Like in terms of significant, he's only 33. So 33, my bad, my bad. Yeah. He he turns 34 in October. So, I mean, it is his 34 season. Technically, if you want to get on the ball of that, but yeah, either way, he's still getting up there though. Um, Isn't it fun calling somebody old who is almost 10 years younger than you? Isn't that great? Over 10 years younger than me. Um, I'm saying almost (laughs) for me, but yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. You get only three years younger than me. So (laughs) all right, young and all right. Well, you're old too, apparently. Then Dustin, how's that feel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but right, yeah, well, what do you think? I, yeah, are you? I, no, sorry to interrupt, Rack. Are you still? You got? Some I was just going to say too. I also think I, I think we're going to see a bounce back season from Andrews. Lamar's mm. under contract now, uh, so I think there was, you know, I think there was definitely some gamesmanship with him last year. I think he could have come back if he had to. Um, well. I, I kind of did have to, and he still didn't come back. Um, I think he could have made it back. I think some of that holding out was just not wanting to get injured again. Um, and yeah. I think that with Munkin, this is going to be a little bit of a different offense, and we will maybe see a little more volume in the passing game and hopefully a return to 20, uh, 21 Andrews. And uh, with that, and he was the tight end one two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can see a return to that with the new offense and with the healthy Lamar. I kind of agree with a lot of that, but Dustin, what are your thoughts on Kelsey versus Andrews? Which do you prefer in dynasty? I'm just, I'm, I'm all Kelsey. I don't, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't care about it. Like he, he never misses time. Like, yeah. like, like in, like he's just always consistent. Like I love Andrews and his potential, but Andrews has like a lot of his games come in bunches. And I think like, I do agree with Rocky. I feel like there was some game gamemanship last year, and you know it's going to be more consistent. I think with Andrews this year, with if Lamar's healthy for the whole season, but like Kelsey's a a, a game changer. Um, I don't actually don't really love the receiving core in Kansas City, so like that's all still going to go to to Kelsey. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of weapons right now, um, or potential weapons, I'll say, in Baltimore. Um, 
they, I mean, who knows about Beckham? Who knows about Bateman? But, you know, they have a, a pretty good offense. And, you know, Kelsey is Kansas City offense. Him and, him and Mahomes, like, that's um, that's their offense. And so I'm not – he hasn't showed any signs of, of even taking a, a slight step back. So I'm, I'm going to just ride Kelsey, and that's where I'm at. I think that's the way to be. Yeah, I'm, I was actually kind of surprised a little bit, e- even in May, to see Andrews ahead of Kelsey. I'm like, man, did everybody forget? Uh, you know, Kels is, it's Kels, by the way. That's technically how the name is, but we're going to keep going with Kelsey because that's what everybody calls him. But Travis Kels and his brother Jason. Uh, but I do not I, it doesn't sound right. I honestly, no. it doesn't sound right. I, I just thought I'd put that out there. But um, I'm with you guys, though. I, I'd rather have Kelsey over Andrews myself. I just feel like he's he's too he's too steady. He's too predictable in a good way, right? Um, and again, like you said, the the Chiefs didn't really go out and add anybody of, of anybody important. I mean, you got Rashi Rice. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Like that's something. Sky Moore is still there. Maybe he becomes a thing. I kind of doubt it. They got what MVS. You know what I mean? Like they, they got Isaiah Pacheco. Like I'm they not. They still have Tony, but you know, like right, right. Kadarius Tony, someone else. They got very. But again, all of those guys to me feel like wide receiver twos and threes. And I don't see anybody vying for 100 targets there outside of Kelsey who could get 200. I mean, honestly, like that, that whole offense funnels through him. And it's not only just an offense funneling through him. It's a Pat Mahomes-led offense. Like there is – talk about the best possible situation. You've got every ball going to you from one of the best passers in the NFL ever. I mean, it just – I don't see any reason why. They're defending champions. They're, they're you know, riding high right now. they got the target on their back. It's going to be point season for both of them. So I'm, I'm very high on Kelsey this year. I, I do think time, but... <laughs> I do think though that we're like I said I do think he deserves to be in dynasty to tight end one Mark Andrews just because of the age and because I think people forget how good he was two years ago we had 150 targets he had 1300 yards uh, 100 catches uh, he he was Kelsey like two years ago so yeah. again with the healthy Lamar with a different offensive coordinator and that was with the Greg Roman offense and, right, and low volume passing game. Somewhat weak. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and there are some, uh, I guess maybe slightly better weapons around him in Baltimore than there, there's to contend with in, in KC, but uh, that could also work to help free up Andrews a little more. So uh, I, I think, like I said, I think we're going to see something closer to 21 and he's, is he going to be Kelsey this year? Probably not, but I, I think you know, he will be 80% or more of Kelsey for the next five years where Kelsey will not be that. So uh, he'll probably be gone in, in, in a couple of years or having like tight end 10 seasons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the cliff is pretty interesting and there's a bunch of tight ends in the NFC that we're not going to talk about tonight. That could be vying for that top spot in a couple of years too. But the next tier down after those top two, you've got Dalton Kincaid at seven and Pat Fryermuth at eight. I think those are kind of both in my mind, like in a second tier of these, if we're going to look at this as AFC only. And I guess my only question there is rookie tight ends. Have we not learned this lesson? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like rookie tight ends get pumped up every year. We see it with, uh, was it Ingram? I think had a great year and then Pitts had a great year and then Pitts stunk and then Ingram stunk. And it's just like, guys, it's, uh, that's more the outlier than the norm. We see so many tight ends come into the league and just kind of fall on their face. So I guess for me, my question would be, is Dalton Kincaid really tight end seven for you already? Like, do you agree with that? And then is he truly better or should he be going ahead of Pat Fryermuth? I think Fryermuth is still a, you know, second tier tight end asset. And I think the Steelers are going to take a step. But Dustin, I'll kick it to you first. I mean, just what are your thoughts on rookie tight ends maybe in general and then Kincaid maybe more specifically? 
Yeah, no, like I'm right there with you. Like rookie tight ends, like you, you know, it's you, they usually don't perform right away. Um, you know, I still like Dawson Knox, so like it's going to be hard for me to really pump up Kincaid um, when Knox is there, and they just signed Knox to like a fifty-two million dollar contract. Yeah, he got hurt. Like, and it's it's small, and you know, so it's just I saw this news like, oh, Kincaid's turn now. Um, but like, I'm not putting him over or Fryermuth. Um, but I, I, I understand why he's there because I'm looking at the list behind him and it's just a lot of question marks, right? Like the tight end position, like it, like it always is, has a lot of potential names, which kind of, you know, anybody that has any potential is kind of, cause you're looking for that next big thing, you know? And like he, he was talented in college, like he could do it, but I'm, I'm just not putting him over fire moose. Um, like I'm just, I just can't do it. Um, and I kind of think I kind of might like the landing spot for Michael Mayer more than Dalton mm. Kincaid. And if I can get him a little bit lower, like <clears throat> I, I feel like that's a better bang for your buck um, and more pot- potential there. Um, you know, we saw Jimmy G, uh, what he did with Kittle. Like Jimmy G likes the tight end. Um, so, you know, getting um, Mayer a little bit later and not having to have another tight end to compete with, I, I kind of like that better. No, that's yeah, a I'm- great point. Rocky, what are your thoughts there? I'm with Dustin here. I think tight end seven is kind of ridiculous for Kincaid. If I, I have like almost zero Kincaid because I didn't love even where he was going in rookie drafts. Uh, I wasn't really taking him at like 107, 108, where a lot of people were. Uh, and if I can get uh, tight end seven prices, I'd be selling him all day. I'd much rather have a Michael Mayer, like Dustin said, or it's cheaper, or a Sam Laporta, if you're going talking about the rookies. And I'd much rather have a Pat Fryermuth over him. So, uh, I mean, again, there's a big kind of hodgepodge of guys after the top, you know, three or four or so. But he was uh, tight end eight in his second season in a pretty – weak offense in Pittsburgh last year, and the, they've made some offensive line improvements. You hope Kenny Pickett gets better with another year. Uh, so uh, he could improve on that this year, Pat Fryermuth. I think I'm taking Pat Fryermuth all day over Dalton Kincaid, and I, I, I don't even want I, – I don't, we don't have the whole list, so I don't know who's at 9 or 10, but 7 just seems really high for me. You're muted, Andrew. Andrew, you're muted. No, we're, we're only talking – sorry, I pulled a Scott there. Uh, we're only talking AFC tight ends right now, right? But it is fair for comparison's sake to be like, who else is going in that range, right? So just for the sake of argument, we got Dalton, or sorry, Dallas Goddard is tight end six, right ahead of Kincaid. I agree with that. Which that's not even and, close to me. I agree. And then you got Kincaid and Firemuth at seven and eight. And then nine is Darren Waller. Ten is Sam Laporta, another rookie. Like, have we not learned any lessons here? Everybody's on hopium right now. I'll look at the upside. Uh, and, and then we got our streak here of 11, 12, 13, 14. So like, I feel like I'd rather have... I don't know. I might even rather have Evan Ingram over Dalton Kincaid at this point. Uh, I just think that offense is going to be built more for the tight end. I might rather have Greg Dolchitz over Dalton Kincaid at this point. And then again, just because we talked about him, Dawson Knox was tight end 27 in May ADP. And and I mean, again, if you're looking at cost, I'd rather have Knox. I'm with you. I think there's going to be a plenty of 12 personnel in Buffalo. They're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I mean, they're, they're looking at Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and who else at receiver really. There's not much left behind them. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a lot of double tight ends. And that means Knox could be the one that catches passes and Kincaid is still, you know, gathering himself and figuring out what to do with these speed rushers on the edge. I mean, I, I, I kind of like what you said about that too, Dustin. Like Dustin Knox isn't dust. You know what I mean? Like what the heck? He's still here. Um, but yeah, I think that I think we're all on the same page that Friar is definitely 
ahead of Kincaid in almost every situation that I can think of. Uh, but you hit on my uh, – go ahead, Rocky. I was just going to chime in just real quick. Uh, yeah. Another issue there, and I first heard this, I think, from uh, Justin Rogers on the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast, but uh, in the Josh Allen era, uh, even with Dawson Knox as being the only significant threat there for the last couple of years at tight end, um, the tight end position has not gotten more than like 85, 90 targets in Buffalo. Uh, I know people will say, oh, well, he that's why they drafted Dawson Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, the, you know, they kind of said the same thing about James Cook and how much do, they wanted to use running back in the passing game. And it's not like James Cook went off get, catching like 80 passes last year either. So uh, I just don't I just don't see it happening, uh, especially in year one. But I, I just don't think he's going to be as significant uh, a fantasy option as people think he's going to be. I agree. And I think since Dustin, since you brought up Michael Mayer, we're going to kick into this next kind of tier, which is really the rest of these in the top 10 of the AFC. We've got Michael Mayer at 11, again, and Joku at 12, Ingram at 13, Dolchitz at 14, uh, Chig at 16, and Dalton Schultz at 17. Would you put Michael Mayer over all of those guys? Or do you feel like, again, as a rookie, he deserves, you know, we got to prove it until you, you put him there. Where do you feel like Mayer belongs on this list, even maybe above Friermuth? Where are you at with him? I think that uh, Mayer's kind of in that right spot. Um, personally to me, um, you know, I could see him being a, a top 12, top 15 tight end because um, they're, they don't have another tight end in Oakland, but I'm not, or uh, Oakland. I just, Oakland. Woo, I, was, I was reading, I was <laughs> this is how you about, know we're old here. That's right. <laughs> I was uh, reading about the Oakland A's uh, thing earlier today. And so I've just been thinking Oakland all day. Oh today. yeah. Um, but like, I still call them the San Diego Chargers sometimes, Dustin. Who's so. that? Yeah, me I'm too. Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> St. Louis Rams. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but like I, I with tight end for me, like I don't really put in long term value when I'm valuing tight ends. For me, for tight ends, I want a tight end that's performing now. I don't want. I don't buy potential on tight ends, um, and like. So most of these rookies, I'm I'm mostly bumping out of my top twelve. Um, that's just personally where I'm at. You know, I'll take you know an an older vet. Like I don't love Waller, but I think he's going to produce this year. There's not a lot of options in New York, so I actually like the fit of Waller, and I will have him in my probably top seven eight. And I know that I can get him at number twelve prices, so I'll probably have a whole bunch of Waller on my teams. Um, yep. Like I will sell a mayor for Waller plus all day long because tight end, we see this all the time. Rookie tight ends get bumped up then they don't perform. And then you can turn around and buy them for cheap later on. Exactly. Um, you know, and like, and just and but like the ones that have any potential, you always be able to return. Like Njoku's still on this list. Like yes. he's been on this list forever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, you could still probably still sell him because someone's like, Hey, maybe this is finally the year. There's nobody else there. Like <laughs> he's finally going to do something this year. And like, people are paying, paying prices for like paying like early seconds for him, like yeah. all over. And like, so, you know, like that's how I treat rookies is like, you know, I'm going to sell them knowing that I can buy them later. And then, I can, if they don't pan out, they're still going to, I'll still be able to resell them. You know, I want, I don't care if they're an older vet that's producing. I just want something that's producing. Um, and that's, that's how I treat it. So um, I don't mind mayor at 12. Uh, I like him better probably behind Dolchitz, um, like behind, like in that 14, 15 range. I'd probably take Chig over him as well. Um, but I, I don't have to, that's the thing. So. 
Well, ultimately, too, with any of these tight ends, I mean, anybody outside of the top three or four, it's all kind of like, who cares, right? And that's what makes it, in my opinion, it makes it so exciting and so fun. And that's why I think people are willing to take Kincaid early, because at that point, why not take the upside? And I don't blame him. Honestly, I get the logic if you're drafting for upside, going with a rookie that could spike and, you know, you get him for cheapest ever and all that. But in a startup, like in a rookie draft is different, right? But in a startup, I'd much rather have somebody I can trust a little more. And I don't feel like taking upside in a startup really makes as much sense to me. Um, but I, I think you're entirely right with Mayer. And it, there could be a, a, a lot of targets coming his way. But it's just we, how many times have we fallen for this trap where rookie tight ends are supposed to be great? And, you know, Trey McBride last year is a prime example, right? Trey McBride was, you know, the best tight end in the class, I think. And I don't know, it didn't do much. You know, like now we're all just moving on. He's not even on the list. Right? I was just going to say he's not even on this list. Well, this is the AFC, but he is tight he's end very 19. low in the list. Yeah. He's tight end 19 in, in DLF ADP. So, again, he's past that prime. He was probably in this 10 to 12 range, and now he's 19. Now's the time to buy McBride, right? Which is exactly what you said. Like tight ends, you're going to see him rise, and then they're not going to do anything, and people panic and sell. That's what I'm buying is when the price drops. Uh, Rocky, what are your thoughts on Michael Mayer and, and maybe even David Njoku in the batch here? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely have Mayer over all these guys. I, do, I mean, not in terms of expecting him to produce uh, over all these guys. Uh, but, again, this list is not that. This list is dynasty value, pretty much. Right. This is, you know, startup uh, ADP. So, uh, and I do think he deserves to be there. I, I think he could produce decently this year. Uh, I don't think he'll be, like, uh, some amazing locked-in starter for you. But I think we could see enough, like uh, Dustin said, uh, Jimmy G is a fed Kittle in the past. Uh, and it's basically, um, you know, he has Devontae Adams, obviously, assuming Jimmy G is, in fact, the starter, um, because I know <laughs> he's got some uh, injury issues there. But uh, he's got Devontae Adams. Jacoby's a nice piece, but I could definitely see Mayer getting worked in there a fair amount. So, uh, and I just don't trust any of these other guys. Uh, Chig is the one that intrigues me the most just because the opportunity there uh, of the guys yeah. below him, actually. Because Dulcich, uh, Dulcich is a little higher on this list, but, uh, you know, there's Judy. Uh, Sutton is still there, even if he's not as good as uh, as we thought he was going to be last year. Um, Mims is intriguing there. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think Tim Patrick's even still on the team and maybe yeah. coming back. So. Uh, and, and, still well, there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just and Tim Patrick. That was actually go, a, yeah. a very good real life NFL player. Yes. If, he, if he's fully yep. healthy, um, he's going to take some targets away from some people. And Sean Payton did just did go and trade for Adam Troutman from That's true. he yeah. brought him over from the Saints. Like now we're not I'm not saying Troutman's anything, but Sean Payton was his coach and went and pulled it and like traded for him. So like there's something to be seen there yeah, that's a move that matters i agree and and albert o is still on that team <laughs> yes <I was> <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's a lot going on there so yeah but uh, that also dolchitz proves the point though like he wasn't on anybody's radar like he he wasn't even drafted in leagues last year and then now look yep. at him like you know he's jumping up like that's what happens at tight end like it's guys that just come out of nowhere like will disley like you know what i mean i'm uh, my seahawks plug there but like will disley that one year like before he got injured was like, he was like a top 10 tight end and he went undrafted, you know? Well, so here's the point I wanted to make on that kind of topic. Looking at scoring from last year, PPR scoring tight end eight last year was David and Joku with 10.4 PPR, sorry, 10.1 PPR points per game. That was tight end eight David and Joku with 10.1 PPR points per game. How many points do you think 8.1 
points per game. Two points, two fewer points per game. How, what, how many tight ends go down to 8.1? Like if tight end eight is David Njoku, what number is 8.1? What would be your guess? Rocky, I'll start with you. Just guess out of the air. How many tight ends do you think fall between eight and X to get two points different, a full two points different per week? Tight end 19. Nailed it. That's exactly right. Tight end 19. <laughs> and tight end 19 last year was Hayden Hurst with Cincinnati. So my point to this is there there is a there is a lot of names and not a lot of production difference, right? And I, I'm using points per game. It's just one stat of many. There is no right thing. I know you talked about this with Tommy too. I mean, it's there is no one end all be all. But my point is, if you're going for if you're going to reach for tight end eight in this list, which is Pat Fryermuth, why not wait to get Dalton Schultz? You're only losing two points per game ish. Right. Like that is such a flat line at that point. It's not that big of a difference. I'd much rather if I'm missing on the top guys, give me the last guy on the board. Right. And if we're even like I know there's redrafts coming up and there's keeper leagues and Scott Fishbowl and all this. I feel like if you miss out on those those top tiers, just get two of the later ones. And we've had Andrew Cooper on before to talk tight ends. Hopefully we get him on to talk NFC tight ends. But the point would be like, go get two of those guys that have one, you know, one with upside and one with the four, the yin yang strategy. That's exactly what you would want to do. If you're missing out on a stud, just go get two of them instead at the later, the very back end of your draft. I think you're going to be happier with that output. I, I do want to say, too, just since you mentioned them and we're kind of finishing off this list here, is I do low-key kind of like Dalton Schultz as a cheap buy. Like, no one really cares about Dalton Schultz anymore. And I think everyone thought, well, he's a, a product of Dallas. But the reason he's a product of Dallas is because Dak loved to target the tight end and who were they going to throw to in Houston? Like, there's there's not a lot there. Robert Woods, so, Nico Collins. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Some names that yeah, might Xavier be something. Xavier Hutchinson. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, John Mechie may be back. But yeah. uh, who knows, you know, what he's like after a year out. And, and he, you know, he never played in the NFL before. So, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Dalton Schultz, I could just see getting targeted exactly the way he was in Dallas just because there's not much else there. And, well, and I was going to agree with you and say Dalton Schultz was tight end nine last year with 89 targets. You know, tight end nine, of course, in points per game like we were just talking about. But with 89 targets, I could easily see him getting 89 targets in Houston. And if that's what you're getting and, and you're getting nine or ten points per game in PPR, because, again, ni- 90 targets, you're going to get 60 catches easy, right? That's a give or take five catches a game. That's – I don't know. That's not bad. Right. I mean, like that you're looking at five PPR points right there, plus yardage and touchdowns. I mean, I feel like a tight end 17. I feel like that's a steal too. I'm with you. And that actually is going to be where my question was going to be next. And maybe the last question on this topic was like, you guys talked about sleepers and like, you know, really cheap uh, running backs when you had Tommy on a couple weeks ago, Uh, Dustin, who would be a sleeper for you? I'm guessing we're all kind of on the Dalton Schultz train, but is there anybody even like further down in, in that barrels of ADP that you may not even have pulled up just an AFC tight end in theory, that is a sleeper for you. If you want, I can go first because I have my name already. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm trying to think of well, who I would put in a sleeper spot. I'm going to go with two different depths of sleeper, and one of them is Irv Smith for Cincinnati. I mean, I'm a Bengals fan. Everybody knows it. I think there is a chance that Irv actually is something. And uh, I was on uh, Fantasy Intervention last night as well, and Chase Vernon said, if it's not this year, I'm done. I'm done with Irv Smith. I can't. Like, I'll give you one more chance, man. If you hurt me again, I'm out. And I kind of agree. I think Irv Smith is going to go to probably the best opportunity he's going to see. If he can stay healthy, maybe that's something. And again, for reference on this tight end 22 is Irv Smith because they did stuff at 20, not 24. But I think Irv Smith is a good sleeper-ish tight end. And then a deeper one that I really like is Brenton Strange, who's going in the last round of rookie drafts in some leagues. I was able to pick him up in, you know, 4.3 or 4.12, whatever, like those last round rookie picks. And he's with Jacksonville. He's going as tight end 36 right now. So that's real deep. 
But we've seen uh, Doug Peterson use tight ends a lot and, and not be afraid to roll two of them out there. Uh, Evan Ingram has had some health issues and might might be a good distraction. Maybe Strange can get on the field. So, again, if you're in a tight end premium league, I would definitely look for someone like Brenton Strange as a bench stash and sort of see how it goes. Because, again, those can really change the whole outlook of your team. But hopefully that gave you enough time, Dustin, to come up with a tight end for us on this sleeper list. What do you think? Yeah, my um, my guy that I'm kind of like exciting, uh, excited about, and I have quite a bit of ownership of him, um, is Joanie Woods. Um, and, oh, there you go. Um, you know, I'm off of, I can't even think of the, the tall guy's name right now. I'm kind of off. Like Back? he's yeah. like, he's a big guy and he had potential, but he's not really the guy I really like kind of. Um, Joanie Woods and you know sometimes with rookie quarterbacks we see them utilize the tight end a little bit more um, you know being in the middle of the field and stuff like that so I could see Richardson using um, uh, using the tight end a little bit more and it's not like uh, Indy has that many weapons really yeah in the passing game as well so I think he's going to walk into potential and like you can basically get him for free um, you know or like late second or early yep. third, you know, a couple yep. or like, um, so I, I like Jelani Woods. I think he's a guy that is going to perform this year. He's not going to be a top guy, but you don't need him to be like, he's going to be someone that you can put in there um, and, and uh, be strong everywhere else. So that's my yeah. guy. And he's tight end 31 in May ADP. So that's a good deep sleeper for sure. And I've got him on some rosters. I've held him, but then I've also added him in a couple places just because like you said, he, he was on waivers in one league. I'm like, well, hell I'll put him on my bench. Like that's worth it to me. What about you, Rocky? Anybody you got on that sleeper AFC tight end list to be very specific with this? Yeah, I do. It's funny. I had two names. One of them was Woods. Um, and oh, there you go. It's it's wild too. The, the, just the I I always pull up the Superflex ADP. I'm assuming you have the uh, start. I'm going ADP. yeah, just going one QB on this uh, one, but, but it's tight end. So whatever, Woods yeah. Woods is 20 in the in the Superflex. So when you said 30, well, I was like, wow, <laughs> it's wild. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. But um, the other guy was – this isn't a guy with huge upside or anything like that. This is more just a cheap guy you can use to kind of – you're going to punt the position and get get some easy points, uh, you know, 8 to 12 points a game, especially in tight end. I know who you're going to say. I know who it is. Gerald Everett. Yep. It's Gerald tight Everett. end – Old man Everett. Tight end 30 in the Superflex ADP. I don't know what he is. 32 in 1 QB. But, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, right in that same spot. Straight attic scoring 1.75 premium last year. He was tight end 14 in points per game. So yeah. – uh, and I don't see any reason to think that's going to – I mean, they didn't bring anybody really to, to take a spot over him at tight end. They did, they did bring in another receiver. So that could factor in. Uh, but I mean, Herbert also wasn't maybe at his best last year either. So he could, um, you know, bounce back with maybe a little better, uh, passing season this year. Not that he was awful or anything, but, uh, he, he wasn't quite, didn't look quite as good as he did the first couple seasons. I think he was uh, banged up a little too. So, uh, but yeah, Everett, I think can get you just, you know, if you, like I said, if you want to punt the position, he's a guy that can, you can just throw in there every week and, and probably expect about 10 points a well, game, especially again, to, to, to kind of back you up here. He was 11th in yards last year at the tight end position. He was eighth in receptions and eighth in targets. And you're talking about getting him at tight end 32 30. or whatever, yeah. 30, whatever, yeah. like that's, you're getting some solid production. And I agree. I think he's going under the radar a lot because people look at him like, Oh, he's an old man. They brought back Donald Parham. 
I think they had some other tight end that no one's ever heard of. Like they're, they're, they didn't change and, anything. And I think some know. of it too is uh, there were people, me included, who were kind of expecting a lot of him last year. And right. then he was just sort of like, okay. And it's like, he didn't pop off the way a lot of people were hoping. So he's just kind of forgotten about because he's not young and he's not, you know, elite. So he's just kind of there. Yeah. He's like the opposite of a rookie. He's, he's going way too low and actually is producing, right? It's like, what the heck are we doing guys? Like, yeah. Get the points on your board. Like, what are we doing? I, we, we have to talk about this trade because it's our friends at the dynasty hot sauce pod. And we're right between our two segments. So this is perfect. We've got this question from the dynasty hot saucers. We've got Chiggy or Charbonnet two point tight end premium, 14 team league. Um, I guess I'll, I'll give my opinion on it first. Personally, I lean Chigozi Mukanku just because that name is amazing, and I do love me some Chardonnay, but that's not where I just feel like Chig is the guy for me, especially in two-point tight end premium. Dustin, what about you? Do you have a preference on this one? Any uh, strong opinions one way or the other? It's tough because I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, oh, yeah. So I've been trying to actually figure out, like I loved Kenneth Walker so much last year, and so it really kind of shocked me when they when they drafted him. I didn't know what they were doing. Um I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm with you on the Chig, but it's pretty close to me. I, um, you know, the ooh, start 13, start 13. That is, I think it's again, 14 I, teams, start 13, two tight end, pre, two point premium. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Charbonnet. Um, yeah. Running backs are just in that type of format. I think running backs are going to be more valuable. And we see uh, Kenneth Walker got hurt a few times last year and the Seahawks like to use multiple running backs. Um, and so I, I have to go back with, with that, those starting requirements and being a 14 teamer, I know it's a two point tight end premium, but, um, you know, like you said, after eight, um, they're all basically the same. Um, I'd rather take Charbonnet and go get like a Gerald Everett or Delaney Woods or something like that and take the running back because, um, you know, he, he was good in college. He got drafted in the second round, which is where we want running backs in the top two rounds, you know? Um, have a better chance of producing. Um, and knowing how Seattle likes to use running backs, he's going to have opportunities. So that's where I'm at. And that's fair. And I think, too, that it's a close one for me, but we've also seen Charbonnet's value drop pretty drastically even since the draft in April, right? Like he was going in like that that late first round. I've seen him go in the second in some cases. It's just I feel like his value is trending in the wrong direction. And Chig is kind of going the other way but we're also on a tight end episode. I'm going to pick the tight end guys. Let's go. Let's stay on brand. Jeez, Dustin, you're rusty, but I want to give it to you, Rocky. What do you think about this one? Chigozi McConkey or Zach Charbonnet start 13 in a 14 team league with two point tight end. Premium. I love Charbonnet. Uh, and I was, I have so much, so many Charbonnet shares. I was drafting him still at the end of the first, pretty much everywhere. Uh, basically any 10, 9, 10, 11, or 10, 11, 12 uh, spots that I had, I was basically drafting Charbonnet. But I actually saw the format, and that actually made me lean more towards Chig, actually. Mm. Um, <laughs> because with the two-point premium, uh, 14 teams, he could be just valuable as a, as a tight end. But with starting 13, I think – I think he might be more dependable points, at least in at least this coming year, uh, than Charbonnet is. Just I, I, I have hopes actually, and I've said this that I think it's even possible he could out touch Kenneth Walker. 
depending Ooh. on how they look, I, I think there could be yeah. a sort of a hot hand thing going on, uh, and, and that, that it's not just necessarily. Well, I mean, Dustin would know better than me. He's the Seahawks fan. That's Maybe true, I'm, yeah. I'm totally talking out of my ass here. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't so really he, know what their plan is with both yeah. of them. Like, there hasn't been any, really any talks of like what their plan is, but I know they love Walker. Yeah, yeah, they so, do love Walker. Yep. But I just think uh, Chig may give you more dependable point with the two-point premium with not a lot of the other options in Tennessee. Uh, I expect them to be trailing a lot, so they could be passing a decent amount. Uh, I, again, when you have to start 13 players, I think I might rather have the guy. And they're both young, so there's, that's yeah. not really a factor. So I think I might rather have the guy that I feel like is going to be more dependable for points this year uh, and has, still has a nice long-term outlook, too. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's a, it's a tough one and I get why it's a question, but I, I still lean Chig, but man, either way, you're probably okay. Yeah, while we're doing close. questions, while we're doing questions, we got Corey in the chat with another one. We'll answer real quick here. 12 team super flex trying to make an offer for Allen. I'm assuming Keenan Allen, unless he's talking Josh Allen. We'll find I out. I think he's talking Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah from the next Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Allen. Justin Jefferson, Anthony Richardson for Josh Allen, Austin Eckler and Ridley. Ooh, that's a big so one. Justin Jefferson that's, and that's Anthony Richardson. For Josh Allen, Eckler, and Ridley. For me, it's the Allen side. Is it easy for you on that side too, Dustin? Or are you oh, no. on the other side? Um, I I'm a big Richardson guy. I, I love Richardson. Um, I think he's gonna be maybe not the first year, but he's gonna be pretty similar to Allen. Um, and I'm paying Eckler and Ridley for for Je- Jefferson all, all day long. I I'm on the Averett. <sighs> The Richardson. Wait, you're equating Anthony Richardson to Josh Allen? That's where I'm like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. But just wait. Just wait. Well, I I would rather wait because in my mind, that value does. I would say Jefferson and Allen are kind of close in my mind. And in startup ADP, they're pretty close. I mean, you're probably going to see Allen go before Jefferson, but within a couple picks, right? And and And, Eckler and Ridley for for, uh, a top two, three startup or rookie pick? Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a fair offer. I think, again, if you're trying to get Allen, I think sending Jefferson and Richardson for Allen, Eckler, and Ridley, maybe add a little more to that then, right? That's what you're saying. Like, you got to keep going. I, th- I mean, I side. think it's a, I think like offering up, uh, if you're really trying for Josh Allen, offering up um, Jefferson and Richardson for that pack, like, that's a big move. Like, I'm, I don't think he's losing anywhere. Um, I also just don't know what we're getting in Ridley um, being, like he was out all last year and then he was hurt and not performing the year before. So like he hasn't really played any meaningful football in two years. Yep. Um, we don't know what we're getting there. Eckler is a little old. Like he, we don't know after this year where he's going to be. So like, I just think you're giving up a lot of potential and like security for years with Jefferson and Richardson. Well, and I think too, Richardson might not be a stud either. We don't know yet. He hasn't even played it down. Yeah. Right. We've seen a couple different QBs, bust i think he's he's more likely to hit i'm not saying he's going to bust but there's some question marks there too putting it in dtc it's got the josh allen eckler and ridley side at 111.9 and jefferson and richardson at 102 so it's like a 10 point different which is 10 percent, which is again within the range i would definitely start with that uh, and i think that's a fine place to start with and if you want to try to throw in another piece even uh, i think you're probably right that we're in, we're in the throng still of rookie fever and i think richardson is seeing a, a bunch of people kind of getting those Man, he's a 102 value. Yeah, but the 102 value is still like a third round startup in some places, you know, depending on what you do. So I think probably second round, to be honest, but like it doesn't usually fall that far in a startup in a super flex. So 
I guess we'll see. But I still think that that Allen side for me is is still the side I want. I know giving up Jefferson kind of hurts, but uh, I might be okay with that. But anyway, any off, any other ideas on that one, Rocky? Or did you have an opinion? I guess on either side of this, or did you kind of say it already? I think the value is pretty good uh, on both sides. I think it's a pretty fair deal, but I think I would lean. Uh, I hate to say this, but the the Anthony Richardson side, because I am not an Anthony Richardson guy the way Dustin is. Um, so I would probably do this and then sell Richardson for some other quarterback plus or something like that. There you go. Uh, but uh, I, I think, uh, like you said, the, the value on Richardson is so high, and I. Eckler and Ridley are both huge question marks to me. Uh, hmm. I know Eckler's been great the last couple of years, um, but as Dustin mentioned, he's getting up there in age. And I, I am worried about the offensive coordinator switch because uh, uh, Lombardi also oversaw uh, some of Kamara's best years. And then he came over to, to L.A. and then Eckler was like the RB2 the last two seasons under him. But he was he was very good, but not the RB2 before that. So... Uh, I think we could see a fall off in some of the receptions there and stuff for Eckler. It's clearly going to be involved, but maybe not to the, quite the degree he has been the last couple of years. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, Corey, uh, keep I, us posted. Yeah. Let, let us know if yeah. you pull that trade off, send us a, a tag us on Twitter and stuff. Send us a DM. We're curious about that, but we're going to move Either on. Either way, that's a really trade. fun trade. That's yes. just a really yeah. fun and good yeah. trade. Like that's a big boy trade. Like that's like, Hey, I'm I want Allen and I'm gonna give you the best that I could throw. I'm coming in hot. I'm making like, an that's honest not offer. You yeah. trying to like skirt around the issue, like you're coming in hot. So yeah. Kudos to you, Corey. But like I said, let us know if you pull that off. That's a fun one. But again, keeping with the theme of trades, there were two trades this week in uh, Dynasty Junkies leads, both in Dynasty Junkies one, which is one of them was by us or by me, I guess, because it's somewhat chaos in that league. But the first one, I was kind of curious. We'll bring it up here. Unleash the Dragon is doing some moves. He ended up sending Deshaun Watson, Kenneth Walker, who we were talking about, and a 25-second. So Deshaun Watson, Kenneth Walker, and a 25-second. And again, this is a 12-team Superflex League. For Jordan Love, Michael Pittman, and 24-first. Um, I guess... And one, one of these teams is actually one of Dustin's uh, good friends. So he, he he was kind of involved in the talks for this trade. He was telling me before the show. Oh. I saw all the counters <laughs> back and forth between oh. both sides. Well, then, Which um, side did you want then, Dustin? Let's maybe kick it to you first. As much as I do not like the person, it's the Watson side for me. Um, yeah. I have Walker, even with uh, Charbonnet there, I have Walker over Pittman. Like, we keep waiting yeah. for Pittman, and it's just... I mean, maybe now with Richardson, but that's just the next story we're going to make for for Pittman. Like, I think he's just a wide receiver, too. Like, he's never going to be anything more than that. Um, I'm not really buying love. Like, I think he's got some potential and stuff like that. But, like, being able to upgrade your, your QB position and upgrade from a wide receiver to a running back, um, I'm, all, I'm all for it. So, I'm, all, I'm on the Watson and Walker side. Um, pretty easily for me. Um, I mean, giving up the 24 first is, is nice, but I'm the type, like I will always give up picks to, to win now. I think that's what, I don't know what Ray's roster is, but I know that's like, um, that's his move. This, so this is a, a, a Ray kind of deal to make. Um, <laughs> yeah. but that's where I'm at. I, I like the, the Watson side of the deal. What about you, Rocky? When you saw this one come through, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, my initial reaction was I like the Watson side of the deal too. Yeah. Uh, I would need at least uh, love and a first for Watson, and I'm not even sure I would 
do that. Uh, I, I, I'm a big believer that Watson, you know, with finally getting some games under his belt, um, a year uh, now, full year in the system in Cleveland, uh, I, I think we do see a bounce back this year more towards uh, what we saw from Watson in Houston. Uh, and I, I know he did not look great last year, but I think we're going to see a big improvement. And then, it, like I said, then you do Pittman for Walker in a second. I'll, I'm taking Walker in a second there. So uh, I I just think value-wise, it just works out way better on that side. Uh, I know uh, he's rebuilding there. Um, so I guess it makes sense to go younger quarterback at the first. Um, Pittman's still not, you know, still a young player himself. And he maybe wants to move off a running back. So, uh, I get uh, where he's coming from, but I think I would have wanted a little more. I mean, Watson for me really tips it over the top because I just think yeah. he's worth more than he seems to be being valued in the steal. Yeah, it feels like he's selling low on Watson, and that's kind of where my first thought was when I saw it. I was like, man, I kind of like what you said too, Dustin. I was like, I don't like the the person, but the points that Watson's going to put up don't really care about the morals behind it, right? And I I don't have any Watson shares. I'm pretty sure I've traded them all at this point. And it's just because I don't want to cheer for him. I don't want to root for him and all that. But some people can compartmentalize differently. That's perfectly fine. I'm not, you know, not here to judge and say everyone should drop him. It's not like that. Um, but yeah, the value is still on the Watson side for me. So again, what are the odds too that that Green Bay somehow, you know, trades for Brett Favre and he plays for what 15 years, and then they draft uh, Aaron Rodgers and he plays for 15 years. And then they draft Jordan Love, and he plays for 15. Like, the odds of that happening twice is crazy. The third time? Like, I'm not sure. Jordan Love is just, in my opinion, is not the answer. I don't, I mean, again, I don't want to get too crazy on this. We haven't seen maybe enough of him, but I feel like I've seen enough of the world to know that that is just very unlikely. So I'm just kind of out on Love in general, uh, just because Lightning can't strike three times, can it? Uh, But with that, we'll go to the next trade, which is an interesting move because it involved Michael Pittman. Uh, Once Unleashed the Dragon got Michael Pittman, he then sent us an offer, Michael Pittman for Christian Watson straight up. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like why I'd prefer Watson. Like, I'm not just going to do a one for one trade. Like if I'm going to make that kind of trade and he's offering it, like we should get something else on top of it. And so I sent a message to Rocky, who obviously co-manages this team with me. And I said, I don't know. What do you think about Pittman and Pirine? Like, I think Pirine could have some value this year. And Rocky didn't reply. So I sent the trade and it got accepted. Then Rocky was like, well, I guess we're taking Pirine then. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I didn't think it was that big of a difference. But I mean, I still think Watson is better, is going to be better, is probably valued higher than Pittman. Uh, but when you add Piran on top of it, I kind of like that side. I felt like that was good enough for us. But since it involved our team, Dustin, I'm curious, and maybe even kind of your team in a way, uh, what do you think about this trade? Which would you rather have, Pittman and Piran or Watson? Christian Watson. Um, Probably the Pittman and Piran. Um, I don't. I personally don't think there's that much difference value-wise between Watson and Pittman. Yeah, Watson flashed and he had a great end of the season, but that's with Rogers. Love, like we until we see it from Love, I'm not banking on Love being able to to get the deep ball to Watson like like Rogers can, like because it was all on deep balls. It wasn't like yep. he was getting a whole bunch of catches. And I hate trying to predict touchdowns which is what watson was Oof. living off of at the end of the season yeah um pitman is a ppr guy he will get you catches so no matter what he's gonna have a safe floor and like p ryan isn't really a needle mover for me but like williams they're gonna take it slow with him at the beginning of the year so i think there's gonna be some opportunity for p ryan at the beginning of the year that it's it 
there's and there's not too much of an age. I think it's maybe two or three years difference between them, between Watson and Pittman. Now I think Pittman's 24, 25 and Watson's 21, 22. So they're right in that, that, you know, a couple years difference. Um, yeah. But I, I just, I don't know that love he's the type of Watson's the type of receiver for love. I just don't no, I, know that. I agree with you on that. And just to kind of back up what you said, Watson is 24 and Pittman is just about to be 25 and a half. Right. So they're like a year and a half. Oh, I didn't know Watson was that old. Like that's yeah, not he's even... 24. Yeah, so he came like, out kind of old. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, to me, like that's not young enough to make a big difference. Like only a year and a half, you're kind of in the same. And then interestingly enough, again, in one QB ADP, Watson was wide receiver 19 in May and Pittman was wide receiver 20. So it's like, they're just right back to back. And so anytime I'm doing one of those, I'd like to add a little piece and I know Rocky, I kind of said it Linda, like, oh, I guess that's what we're taking. But I mean, are you still okay with this trade? I guess is this something you would want to reverse and veto as the commissioner? <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. I, I do think P. Ryan's probably going to start the year. And we are a, a, a contending team uh, yes. there in that league. That's uh, DJ1. Yeah, DJ so, yep. yeah we, we made the title game last year. Uh, unfortunately, did not win it. But... Uh, I think we made the title game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost, but it was it was a valiant effort. Yeah, we had yes. to run after after having after earning what the one on one the year before. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and taking Brees Hall, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That was a fun uh, ride. We made yes, a lot of really weird trades. <laughs> we did, uh, <laughs> including we I think a couple with Unleash the Dragon. But anyway, yes. Uh, I, I and I do think uh, we'll we'll get some decent points out of P Ryan the first half of the season. I do expect Javante back. I do expect him to take more of that role, but uh, like Dustin said, I don't know. There's a huge difference um, either in value or production this year between uh, Pittman and Watson. I'm not, I, I don't see sky high production for, for Pittman or anything either with, uh, with a rookie quarterback, but uh, I don't see it for Watson either with, with love. And I, I think uh, I, I was trying to look for it while you guys were talking and I couldn't find a, I, I should have just Googled it, but I was trying to look under MFL uh, and I couldn't find Watson's name in the list, uh, but I believe he had something like seven touchdowns on 45 catches or 45 targets or something like that, which is an insane rate of touchdowns like Dustin referred to. Yeah, he had seven um, catches on 66 targets and 41 catches, but still 41 seven catches. That's what 41 is. That, like yeah. that, that rate that's is not one touchdown yeah. every six catches. That's not going to yeah. keep up. Yeah. So, um, and that and 9.3 uh, yards per target, which is pretty damn high for only having 41 yeah. catches. Like that's just, he's yeah 14.9 yards per reception like just so many long bombs you're exactly right yeah Yeah, and that was propping up his fantasy points last year so it is crazy though because like if if that wasn't a fluke like if he really is that guy like you know it's it's tough you know okay so why unleash the dragon made that deal like you know but, well, let's go like, into the what if machine for a second. And let's say that that wasn't necessarily a fluke, right? So he had 66 targets. Let's just say for, for shits and giggles, he doubles that. Let's say we double everything, right? He gets 130 targets. He gets 80 catches, you know, 1,200 and something yards. That would put him at wide receiver two as of last year's scoring, <laughs> right? So, like, that's his upside. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But that is, in my mind, that is a reasonable upside. Like, maybe unattainable with Jordan Love. But I feel like that, I mean... If he keeps it up, yeah, I mean, that that's baller upside. And I don't see that kind of upside for Pittman. I see Pittman as having a much higher floor, which yeah, I think yeah. with the way our team is built and the contending Makes status sense. that we yeah. are, I like having a little bit better floor. And again, not that it matters, but for roster construction, P. Ryan becomes like our running back five. 
right? We've got Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, which I think signed somewhere. Charbonnet, we were talking about, and Pirine. And then we've also got some pretty good tight ends we talked about to kind of wrap it up there. We've got Jelani Woods and Gerald Everett behind George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson. So, <laughs> like, we've got a pretty good team that can go in this year. And, and I think that, that you know, Pittman-Watson option, okay, fine. Like, they're, they're one apart, but adding Pirine could help down the stretch if he's still playing or what Williams doesn't come back or – Denver's not the team we think they are, and why risk it? You know, there's a whole bunch of questions. Having more running backs, I think, could be way more helpful. Um, but with that, I think that covers us for the Listener League updates. That's going to get us to the fun part of the week, where we're going to be giving away a Scott Fishbowl spot. This is going to be our Find Me a Trade segment of the week. Um, so I feel like we, we have to do this justice. Hang on. Let's find, the, let's find the thingy. Here's the thingy. I got it. I got it. I swear. Hang on. Find me a trade. There's our friend Brian Har referencing back. I had to play it since Dustin's on here. We got to have find me a trade from Brian Har in the show. So this is going to be our find Dustin me a trade actually thing. got him to do that job. My I had a feeling. For us. Yeah, I, had, I know Dustin <laughs> and Brian had their own podcast for a minute. Like that was a good time. So it's like that. Brian's a good dude. Uh, I I hope he comes back someday. But um, this is a fun one. So this was a uh, a thing that we decided to do. Our Dynasty Junkies three listener league uh, has already drafted. The three of us are co-managing, and it's chaos, and it's awesome, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so we decided for our Scott Fishbowl spot giveaway, we're going to offer our listeners a chance to come up with some trades for our team and to kind of find us a trade, right? Instead of F Matt, it's F you at, which is weird. <laughs> but find us a trade, guys. So we got some good suggestions. We got a pretty fair amount of responses. Uh, we got the top three that we're going to run down and maybe talk about them a little bit and see if we can convince each other on this. Um, I'll read the first trade. Rocky, I'll let you read the second, and then I'll read the third, just so we can kind of break it up. The first one was submitted by Coach Hayes Seven, who is in Dynasty Junkies. Well, Andrew, I was going to yeah. say before we do that, do we want to give, um, like we do for any F match, we want to give oh, yeah. the, uh, the the settings and the and, and the roster. Yeah, that's a great point. If you have it, go for it. I wasn't going to go through the roster, but if you want to, we can do that. I have it uh, up. I just thought we would. I mean, Sam, we usually yeah. handle the F match, so um, I'm I was trying to pull it up so just so I don't say anything wrong, but it's. Uh, 14 team Dynasty Junkies 3 is 14 team, uh, Superflex start 11, I believe. Yes, uh, and uh, 2.0 tight end premium. Uh, and it's uh, one of I think it's is it one of everything? That's why I, this is why I wanted to have it up in front of me. I didn't get it up in time, uh, but <laughs> I broke it. Uh, I, I did the wrong thing for you. Sorry. <laughs> We'll go to the rules and find out for sure. That's that's what we're going to do. We're going to do this live. We're going to do it all live on the air because we're a professional podcast. Oh, no. So we is, did uh, one, start, two, three there. Okay. Yeah. Start 11, one, two, three. So one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, three flex, and a super flex. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, start and then, 11. And it is PPR with a one point extra for tight end premium. And our roster in this one, which I'll kind of go back to, here we go. I'll read it real quick. We got Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa, and then some scrubs at quarterback. Uh, running back, like I said before, we got Saquon Barkley, uh, Dalvin Cook. I'll read it from this screen because it's easier. Uh, Brees, yeah, Brees Hall. No, that's the wrong team. Sorry. Packing up. We got Saquon Barkley. It threw me off. Sorry. Saquon Barkley, like I mentioned before. Uh, Khalil Herbert, which I think is going to be good. Cordero Patterson could be something. Javante Williams, of course. Jamal Williams. Uh, some Williams brothers there. Uh, receiver, we've got Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Quentin Johnston, Keenan Allen, Donovan Peoples-Jones. That scrub Paris Campbell, who could be a running back, would be kind of entertaining. And then tight end, we've got Travis Kelsey and Hayden Hurst. 
And this so was I think it's a, a startup from this year, by the way. This yes. is not an existing brand new startup. Business. We just did this in March. And uh, before the draft, we drafted rookie picks as placeholders and then did the rookie draft after. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting team. I think there's there's some holes. Uh, there are some good spots and everything. So I think it was a good one for us to use for this one, um, at least to kind of have as a as a contest, too. So uh, with that, let's get into the actual trades. Like I said, Coach A7, who is in Dynasty Junkies 3 as well. Uh, he said our the trade that he recommended was that we would send our 24 first, which is most likely mid to late, hard to say, uh, to Marouk 16 for James Conner and Trey Lance. Uh, Dustin, I'll kick it to you first. What are your thoughts on this trade? Sending a first for Conner and Lance, does that make sense? Is that a good trade, bad trade? What do you think? Man, it's... I, I'm I'm right there with the rest of the, <laughs> the community. I have no idea right. what to do with Lance. Um, Connor, it's whatever. I think this is probably Connor's really last year of, of being effective. Like he's just kind of getting long in the tooth. I'm not really buying Connor really. Um, Arizona, I don't think they know what they're really doing. They're in it for the rebuild. They don't that, know what they're doing. That's so well put. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like, what are you guys? I doing? don't. I don't know what they're doing. Like, they waited until it cost them more to cut Hopkins. Like, right, what? Like, right, I right. don't know. Like, anyways, um, I don't. I just don't know what Connor is anymore, and I don't think that he's on me to rely on. I I bought Lance this year at this uh, non-point scoring season, thinking it was going to be like his job. I didn't think there was any way that Purdy was really gonna like be a thing but all the talk is that he's still their guy like he's who wants to be so you know paying a first for lance and and connor is you're taking on all of the risk like yes you could win the trade big but you could also not really get anything from it both of those players could blow up and you're out of a first yeah yeah and you're taking all of the risk and you don't even know like where you're at team wise since it's just a startup like you don't right. know like if your build's gonna work and stuff so it's hard to like give up your first in the first year for big big risk and that's so i understand it um and it's it's no way really to know if it's a mid or, mid or late first when it's a startup and nobody's playing any games yet i hate playing that that game of I oh, know. It's a, you know it's a like i i i treat all future first as Mids, early you know what i yeah, mean earlier like, i always said like overvalue it right like let me call it an early yeah. until i know better right that's my thinking but rocky what are your thoughts on this you i i kind of agree with you dustin but what do you think Rocky? to be fair i i mean yes you could trade that first for something more solid uh, than james connor and trey lance i guess but if you don't and just basing it on what it is that mid to late first is also potentially a lot of risk that could be nothing sure. as well um so i just wanted to put that out there but I, I think this is a pretty good deal because people are so low on Lance. Um, my only issue, I guess, is that we, uh, and I know some people like Scott uh, Sidlow, who's not here with us tonight, would not care about this, but we don't really need Lance. Right. Um, he would be like our QB three or four, probably, I think. Right. Uh, and we, we have, we have three other actual, you know, three other guys we know are starting. Um, so, giving the first away for that but again the, it's more on the value that that could be such a huge value boom if he starts if he runs all over the place if he stays healthy if he can pass a little bit 
Um, and then you're getting some solid production in Connor too. So uh, I, I like it a lot actually. And I think it's something that could potentially get done um, just because people I think are so low on Lance, you know, a, I mean, a year ago, uh, probably just tra- train just a first for, for Lance would, would not even get done. But I think, I think you might even be able to get something like this done at this point. Well, uh, for what it's worth, and I, I'm not, again, calculators are not end-all be-all, which I thought was a great way Scott put it. We always talk about this, but the calculator, DTC, still has Trey Lance worth more than a mid-first in 24, which I get it and I don't, right? I don't like, think there's so traded for that in a lot of I places, don't. I, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I would take Lance straight up over a first right now. I would need more on top of Lance to, to get rid of my first, which is exactly what this trade is doing. It's giving us Connor, too which we have Javante Williams, which could be good, but he might not play much to start the year. Uh, Khalil Herbert has some competition now with Roshan Johnson. And uh, was it, they added somebody else too, right? Uh, Deonta Foreman. So yeah. like, there's some question marks there too. It's like, and then we got Jamal Williams in New Orleans with uh, David Montgomery, right? Didn't David Montgomery go to New Orleans? Or no, I'm thinking of, no. Uh, it wasn't. went to the Lions. Lions, yeah, right. So, Lions. and Jamal Williams came from the Lions. That's, there's so much rotisserie there. And the, But anyway, my thinking is I would rather have the Lance and Connor side on this trade as a value. Uh, it is a 14-teamer. I do think we're going to contend. Not, again, we can't predict the future. But according to Fantasy Pro's league analyzer, for this season, we are the top-rated team on the in, the in the calculator, so to speak, in terms of you know potential winning. With Kelsey, I think that's always – you're always going to be in the hunt. We got Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup. And, and again, those are both stacks with Tua and Stafford. So it's kind of like those, you know, there is a chance that if those teams blow up, we're doing great. We got Barkley, right? Like, I think we're a win now team. And it's just kind of what we drafted it to be. So my thinking is I don't mind giving up a 24 first. I just think the timing is off on this trade. I don't think I need to make that trade right now. I think I can, like Rocky said, I think I can get more for that first later on when I really might need it and, and be able to know for a fact. The other piece of this puzzle, I'm not sure Marouk does this because Trey Lance is his QB one and he's got Lance, Winston, Bailey, Zappi. Ooh, like you, you would want more than just a pick. I would think if you're sending away Lance, now, maybe not right. Maybe he's looking at this as a true rebuild and then his running backs. though, he's got Jacobs, Walker and Dylan. Like he's got a fair amount of running backs. I, you're going to have to start shipping all those off if you're pivoting to a rebuild. So I'm not sure this trade gets done. Again, DTC has it heavily favoring the Lance side if Lance alone is already worth more. But I thought it was a really good trade and something I would probably do, you know, if it was sent to me where it was Connor and Lance for my first, I, I just accept that and would move on. I would not counter. I would be like, yeah, that's fair value. So that's the first trade of the three. Uh, Rocky, do you want to get into the the second one here? Or do you want me to just keep reading them off? Um. Now you can get into the second one. The next one was from at FF Dynasty Gen. Uh, would have us sending Saquon Barkley to the team trading places for Ramondre Stevenson and Jameson Williams. I, I thought this one was kind of interesting. I think Stevenson is valued pretty highly right now uh, to the point where I don't think he's crazy off of, of, of Barkley in terms of value. Uh, and it kind of it kind of matters, you know, kind of falls on where you value Jamison Williams at this point. Because right. uh, I think I can see valuations on him being all over the place. I was super high on him coming out. Um, but just the fact that he did, uh, and a lot of it was because of injury, but even when he came back, he did very little. Uh, and I, I just, guys who don't do anything year one, whether it's injury related or not, just generally not a good history uh, in the league overall. Uh, in terms of being super relevant for fantasy. So it does make me concerned about him. 
but I'm curious to get Dustin's thoughts because I, yeah, I don't really know how to value Jamison Williams right now. But it, depending on how highly you do it, I could see this as a pretty fair deal. Yeah, I I'm starting to be a little more concerned with Jamison Williams that just that like he doesn't want to be great. He doesn't mm. want like he doesn't like we saw the reports when the Lions drafted him that like he showed up lazy. He didn't work out like he didn't have a good attitude like and then he came back and didn't do anything. And now he's suspended. Like, Yeah, I didn't even mention the suspension. Yet. Like I just I just don't know that he's ever going to be the guy that's going to put it together and really like take that step. Like we've seen lots of players like him that like have all the potential but never put in the work. Like, like you can be, you can be great through college and everything like that, but you ha- you have to work when you get here. Like you're, you're, there's people better than you and they're fighting for your spot. And I, I just don't know that he's that guy to do it. Um, and I, I, I've been seeing that the Stevenson value. Um, I, I like Stevenson. Um, I'm, I actually do like the trade. Um, I like it quite a bit. I just, I just don't know that Jamison Williams is really going to be a guy, but I think he's a guy that's still going to hold value for a little while that I'm kind of there with Rocky that I don't think you're really going to lose much production going from Stevenson to Barkley. Like, you know, the, the couple points a game that you might lose and getting, if, if Jamison does hit, then you win easily that deal. Well, I think too, Mike, I agree with everything you said. And I think the the other angle you could take on this is running backs don't have a long shelf life and we've got an older receiving group already. So adding a younger receiver while tiering one tier down on running back makes some sense, right? And kind of not necessarily, you know, stop gapping, but we don't need Jamison Williams for the first six to eight weeks of the season. We've got Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Quentin Johnston, Keenan Allen. Like we're not, we're not hard up for points. But those guys are all going to age out, and that's when Williams in a year or two might actually get the stuff between his ears figured out and start actually becoming a guy that we want him to be. So that's partially where I'm at with that. Like We don't need Williams out of the gate per se, um, but we could use some youth on this team. So I kind of like that. And then Ramondre kind of worries me, but honestly, so does Barkley, so does Eckler, so does a lot of these players that you're like, I don't really know what to think of them. And there's really not a lot of you know actual workhorse running back roles anymore. And Barkley's got one of the few that I would consider left. But Ramondre might be one of those guys too, right? They just cut James Robinson. I feel like he could be one of those guys that is, you know, right now in Dynasty ECR and Fantasy Pros is going as uh, running back 12. And, and Ramondre Stevenson at running back 12, I, I feel like that's still kind of low. He could get more than that. He dominated last year. He did pretty well. So I really like this trade too. I thought this is the one that kind of caused me to hmm think about it. Like, oh man, I don't know. And again, just a reference, since we did it on the first one, Trade Calculator has this side favoring Ramondre Stevenson and Jamison Williams by about, 15 to 20% of a difference. So you're looking at a, a pretty good difference there, and that's a pretty good value jump. But again, with the question marks with Williams, I kind of get the logic of why you would make that trade. Um, we'll go to the third one, even though I'm not a big fan of this one. Uh, we'll mention it anyway, because Rocky put it on the sheet. This is by uh, a Kanban, uh, Connor, who follows us on Twitter. Thank you, Connor, for the trade. Sending Javante Williams and Deuce Vaughn to Coach Hayes for Calvin Ridley. I just I, thought it was interesting because some people valued Javante Williams all over the place. So I thought it was an interesting one. To talk well, and that's why I wanted to mention it because a lot of people are valuing Ridley all over the place. I've heard some people that are putting him at like wide receiver 15 and stuff. And I'm just like, what are we like? That's way too high. Like, what are we doing? I'm looking at it more like I think Javante injured or not is worth more than Ridley straight up. And, that's where I'm at. I mean, 
Deuce Vaughn is kind of like, you know, it's a nothing kind of throw in piece. I almost wondered if it was more of an inside joke putting Deuce Vaughn in there. But again, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't know about Deuce Vaughn in Dallas because he's, you know, he's a backup running back. But I would rather have Javante straight up than Ridley. It sounds like you agree, Dustin. I, where yeah. are you at with that one, Rocky? Uh, you know, I, I, that's another reason I put on there is because I am super biased when it comes to Javante Williams. So uh, I, I've, I've just loved him ever since he came out. I've been higher on him ever since he got hurt. I've been, I, I've bought him in a few places um, because I am s- uh, such a fan of his talent. Uh, even though he's not really, even before the injury, hadn't really fully shown out in the league yet, but I still believe it's coming. Uh, so, uh, I felt like I was a little uh, biased here, so I wanted to see what you guys thought and if you where you had Williams compared to Ridley. There are some really interesting trades uh, in the last couple of months here, and one of these right before the the actual NFL draft was Javante Williams for 108. I'd rather have Javante Williams. I think that I mean a 108 again, not knowing every landing spot, I'd still rather have that. Another one made in May was Javante Williams for Christian Watson. And these are 14 team superflex. Like this is the same basic settings. We're talking straight up Javante Williams for Christian Watson. That one's a little tougher, but I'd probably still rather have Javante. You know what I mean? Like Javante Williams and Jerome Ford for Antonio Gibson and Marquise Brown. I'd rather have Javante. You know what I mean? Like so all of these trades, I just feel like as biased as I am, I'm still leaning Javante in pretty much every single one, which is kind of interesting. But um, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that one. But We'll go to the fourth one. We'll go to the last one here. We've got uh, Miller Badger submitted this one, was sending Derek Carr and a 24 second to Marouk for Devontae Adams. Now, this one in- intrigues me a little bit. I don't like sending a quarterback without getting one back. I always feel like that makes me a little nervous. I'm, I'm always a little hesitant to do that. You know, it's like, oh, geez, do I re-? we do have two other quarterbacks in a 14 team league that we can start with Stafford and Tua. Um, and Devontae Adams is a stud. Um, and that's and basically that's, the way I looked at it too. That's why I kind of threw this on while we were doing the show yeah. here. Uh, but I looked, I was like, well, that, that one's actually pretty interesting because like you said, we have two and most teams in a 14 league team league aren't going to have three. So it's a nice luxury that we have, but you don't, uh, you're not, you know, like I said, it's not common that you like, like a 12 team where most teams are going to have a third. And it's basically like a border car, car is basically a borderline first at this point. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, borderline like late end first round pick and a 24 second for for Devonte adams seemed pretty fair to me i kind of feel like you could do it without the second though i feel like again maruk is his if you remember we talked about his team earlier his wide receiver quarterback one is trey lance right so he's a little thin at quarterback he's got aj brown amon rossi brown Devonte adams brandon Ayuk, george pickens like he's pretty heavy at receiver so that's one i kind of wonder if you could just pull it off straight up i'd feel much better about it straight up um, I wouldn't mind adding the second, but I would try to avoid it. But I think the trade as itself is pretty solid as it stands. You know, like, I think that makes sense. But giving up a QB, I, I, I feel like the second might be need to be on the Adams side because I'm giving up a QB uh, I, getting one back. I would disagree with that. I don't think the second's really an overpay or anything like that. And I there's in, even in a 14 league, if I had Devontae Adams, no way I'm adding a second to get car. Fair. <laughs> what do you think about that one, Dustin? I, I actually think I'm... Yes, you guys have two quarterbacks, but I will say I like I think you need three. Yes. Um Tua with his injury concerns, Stafford with his injury concerns, and maybe only having a year left. You already have an older wide receiver room that I don't love buying an old Adams. Um like having three quarterbacks in a 14 team league is puts you guys in a very, very powerful position 
to to win the league um, and to be very successful. Um, and I don't love, and I just don't think that you like. I'm fine with two studs. You guys don't have two studs. You guys right. have yeah. guys that can put up some stud weeks, but you don't have studs there. That I think you're like on paper. Yes, the value is on the Adam side, but team makeup wise, I actually think like it's smarter to keep Carr. He's actually probably the one I feel the most comfortable with out of your quarterbacks right now. Really, I think Tua has a higher upside and he's got great weapons. And if they get Dalvin Cook, I like him. But like I, I'm pretty scared of of Carr or of, of um, Stafford personally with his injuries, with that team, what happens when, when McVay's gone. Like, there's just a lot of questions there that I'm, I'm pretty scared of. Now, I would actually, like, I think it would be awesome to pivot to, like, Stafford and a first for Adams and keep mm. Carr and Tua. Um, but that's not really what the purpose of this is. Right, know? right, right. That's, um, that's a true finding. <laughs> We're doing a weird version. Yeah, you're right. But um, I just – I. I, I think I actually like Carr the most, and I I don't love buying an older Adams when you already have an old yeah wide receiver room. That's fair. And like I said again, if I'm sending a QB without getting one back, I tend to want to have a tax charged on that. Especially right? like in a fourteen teamer, fourteen like super flex. Yeah, like, yeah. having three so quarterbacks I, is huge. Yes, it's a big difference on those bye weeks for sure. So I really like that trade, but I'm not sure I could pull that one off. So I think we got to pick one here, right? We I I, I know which one I want to pick. Real quick, think, before we pick Andrew, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out. I wanted to thank to the people who whose oh, trades yeah. we did not use. At Rye Holland, at Ninja Turtle underscore JFA, at uh, Corey Dirksen, and uh, I'm missing uh, Kanban did too. That's why. Um, so, uh, so uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to them. They, unfortunately, uh, uh, you will not be winning the SFB spot here, but we really yes. appreciate you um, contributing a trade, and uh, we just had to narrow it down for the show. But I just want yes, to thank you. I did want to mention that as you know that that's a great point to put it, but. I have my option. I'm guessing Rocky, you might have yours. Um, I, I, I like wanna... the. I'm sure. I was just gonna say I, I I prefer one of the first two, but I can't decide between them. I'm in the same way, but I think I lean the Barkley trade. To be honest, I think that J- Jamison Williams kind of backfilling our position there at QB feels like, or sorry, re- receiver feels kind of nice to me. Again, I'm not sure that trade gets done, but again, that's not the exercise here. I feel like if I'm looking at these trades, which one do I like the most? I was on the fence and, and kind of liking the first for Connor and Lance, but. There is a lot of question marks with both Connor and Lance, and I might be able to get more for that first. So I'm kind of leaning toward that Barkley for Ramondre and Williams trade. What do you think on that one, Rocky? If you're tied on that, maybe that's what we both go with and let Dustin decide for us final. That's what I was thinking. Dustin gets yeah. to make the final decision here for who gets in as the B13. As it should be. Um, I'm going with the, the one when I looked at the list originally. Um, congrats to FF Dynasty Deegan. There you go, send, FF Dynasty Deegan. Uh, sending Barkley for uh, Stevenson and Williams, and I think that's also one that could easily get done. I think right now is the timing might be a little bit difficult with right. the Barkley news, but Jamison doesn't really like his value is down right now, so like I think it's yep. something that could get done. Um, so that's the one I was leaning to. Uh, Rocky almost talked me into the the first for. Um, Lance, um, just because, like, if that does hit and you guys go into a 14 teamer with four starting quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get way more than a first foul back. Like, 
So, but um, the Barkley trade is it is so. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So as long as you're signed up, as long as you're signed up with Scott Fishbowl and already registered on the site and don't currently have an invite, then you're the one in there, Dynasty DGen. We'll send that over to Scott Fish. We'll tag you and, and send you some DMs and all that and make sure that gets squared away. I think if if you are already in or you know decide you don't want the spot, I think it's a pretty fair back of the coach Hayes would win that with yes. like we were talking about. That's yes. a pretty good second pick. So thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for your help on that one, Dustin. I appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Dynasty DGen, make sure you, you let us know what you pick and tag us and all that stuff. And uh, appreciate you participating. And thanks so much for the awesome trade. Now we got to go try to pull that off, right? I'm just I'm with you. I'm going to wait a minute, but I think that's a pretty good trade. Uh, with that, anything else you want to cover since we're kind of wrapping up here tonight? I know, Dustin, we appreciated having you on. Anything you want to push or discuss or talk about or just living your life and not fantasy world right now? Yeah, I'm just kind of living my life, not really pushing anything. I'm not really on anything right now. Um, you know, I'm just uh, thankful to be on um, and just chat with you guys. Like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I anticipated us going pretty long, just, you know, catching up and being able to talk about things. So, um, I just, I had a lot of fun with you guys and I appreciate you guys bringing me on. So, um, thanks and go, go junkies, you know, just keep going. You know, well, we're right around the you, corner. Well, we're definitely going to have you do junkies out. We're just going to, I'm definitely going to have you do junkies out oh, but before we get there. Uh, obviously thanks so much for coming on and obviously you can find Dustin online at dynasty junkie FF. Uh, you can find me at Andrew Hall FF. You can find Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. If you found Scott, good luck. I'm not giving the handle. It's just the way the rules go. That's always how it is. Um, you can find us at Dynasty Junkies as well. Always submit your trades. We've always got that pinned tweet there for find me a trade. If you've got a league that's a little stale or you're not sure what to do, uh, we'll do this for your league. We'll make some fun out of it and kind of have a good time, give you some options. Um, also follow the DAP Network at DAP underscore network on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on all the podcast apps. Primarily Apple apparently does a lot with that. Um, I guess anything you want to say, Rocky, before you kick it to Dustin to get us out of here tonight? Uh, just a uh, shout out to the chat. Toronto Dave, uh, Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod was in there. Uh, I'm guessing that was probably Larry. And yep. uh, <laughs> and Corey as well, uh, giving us some questions. So that was great to see. Uh, always appreciate the chat, uh, and, and especially when we have some trades and, and stuff we can talk about from there. But uh, uh, with that, I, I, I guess I'll throw it to Dustin here to, 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 to take us out. Chunky's out. There it is. <laughs>